Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Whether it's starting something of your own or work for a company, you need to think about who you are, what lifestyle you want, and what motivates you at this current moment. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hello, everybody. I'm Ulvia Giafferli, a data scientist in Italy. Although I'm living in Rome originally, I am from Azerbaijan. While thinking about how long it took for me to be a tech woman in the technology world, I felt the responsibility and desire to help other women as much as I can. Therefore, I developed the TechDevops platform to support others who want to achieve in technology. Because I believe women have ability to do great things. For us, sharing, helping, developing as one is the most important value. What I would like to emphasize is just do not afraid to fail. Do not limit yourself with little success. Think bigger, learn, fail, repeat, experience, and reach the inaccessible. No matter how hard the challenge is, go for it. If not now, then when? Today's personal spot is about the courage it takes to speak our truth. We all know the saying, don't burn bridges. And I mean, just being really candid, I've never really cared about bridges because I want all my relationships to be integrity driven. Now, is that necessarily a good thing society wise? It's just, I don't talk to people to get something out of them. So why should I, you know, be something I'm not in order to quote unquote, not burn a bridge. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm just, that's been my approach. It's something I'm open to exploring. It's definitely something my mom tells me all the time, don't burn bridges. (laughs) I think regardless of how we handle our communication with others, it is incredibly important that we speak our truth because when we don't speak our truth, it psychologically just creates this air of resentment and it's a like a depleting energy. It's a smaller energy. It's a limiting energy. And all of us listening to this podcast, we're all leaders. It's why we're we're a part of this this particular podcast ecosystem. And so leaders, we aren't our best keeping ourselves small. How we show up in the world changes so much for the positive for so many. And so if we don't take the step and push through the uncomfortable in order to share our truths when something doesn't feel right, whether it's in negotiating a deal or maybe, you know, a business partner not doing something the right way by us or whatever the uncomfortable may be. And even if we're wrong, like even even if, you know, we're communicating and then, you know, we're wrong, just being in a place to both lead with open ears, a sense of curiosity, but also that courage to speak our own honesty. I just think it's so important as leaders so that we are consistently energized and able to serve to the best of our ability. Anyway, that's my TED Talk for the day. Enjoy the next episode. 
to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited for our next guest coming at us from West Palm, Florida. Welcome, Ying. How are you? And did I butcher your name? No, you you did perfect. Thank you, Esprit. <laughs> it is exciting to talk to you. I, I love your excitement. I think that your passion is electric. Go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hi, my name is Ying. Uh, full name is Ying Tingxie. I am um, a content marketer. I currently work at this uh, company called Anbi. It's a corporate disbursement platform. So I manage the content calendar for the whole marketing team. This is what I do professionally. When did you get interested in technology? <laughs> elementary school. <laughs> that counts. What happened in elementary school that led to the intrigue? So elementary school, uh, one of my best friends, actually, she's just my best friend when I was growing up. And she's, um, she's really good in like, you know, STEM subjects. And then she was enrolled in this, uh, what's that called? Just computer class that I was not in. So I always like bug her to get me information. Like, what is this? What's, what was a computer? So give me, give you a little bit kind of background. I was born in like late, like I, I was born in late, like mid 80s in China. So like growing up in China. So like probably the, the, the computer technology timeline is different from the US timeline. So when I was growing up in the 90s and that's when like school have those like, you know, uh, laptops, you, you started to learn about computers. So that was the compu- technology background back then. <laughs> and what led to you starting to pursue technology professionally? It really just, uh, I happened to bump into a really good uh, company that I'm very interested in and, and the good position and good bunch of people that I want to work with. And therefore, I'm in the tech industry now. Where did you find the company? How were you looking? What were you even looking for at the time? So I was looking on LinkedIn. I, uh, I wanted to look for a company that uh, allowed me to work remotely. And I want to look for a company that has good culture. The company has, does not have to be you know, perfect in culture, it, but it has to be willing to work towards it. And I, I feel lucky that I found Andy. I've been there for almost three months and I really like it. And what attracted you to the company culture? Uh, that they are trying. Like, so Ambi uh, just had their first anniversary yesterday. So it was uh, merged by two companies. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It was merged by two companies uh, pay- uh, in the payment industry. So uh, they, they're going through a lot of like, you know, uh, a culture clash between two companies. And then they're working towards how, in, how, how to make people feel more engaged at work, like feel more at home and feel better, you know, emotionally, uh, mentally, and physically. And I really like that they try to celebrate everybody. So uh, we have an internal bridge team and a DEI team to kind of work on different initiatives for like different months. So uh, February, we celebrated uh, Black History Month and we kind of reach out to our um, African-American employee community to see how they celebrate Black History Month and what it means to them. And for this past month, March, it was uh, Women's History Month. So we also have, an, have a couple initiatives to kind of reach out to see what it means to not just women, but all, uh, what International Women's Day means to them, what um, Women's History Month means to them, and also Yesterday, we had a uh, women's leadership forum and talked about imposter syndrome to kind of 
um, share stories and then share experience on how we can overcome such thing. And it's great. I'm curious, when you first started about three months ago, did you feel any imposter syndrome? Because that's so normal. No. <laughs> at, at first, no. But as like work piled up outside, I, I got stressed out. And I started to doubt myself like, oh no, am I really good enough for this? Because sometimes when it's all so stressed out, when it's overwhelming, you start to say, uh-oh, what, what's going on with me? I was not like this. Why am I doing this right now? So it happens. And for me, it comes, it comes and goes. What would you say is a really you know, daunting obstacle that you successfully have overcome in your career? Several things, self-doubt and then get frustrated and then discouraged and then become like a best circle. But I always like, you know, try to climb myself out of the, the ditch that I, I fell into. Totally. But it normally takes like two to three months. <laughs> <laughs> every, every ditch takes two to three months. I feel like some of my ditches take like a year. <laughs> it, it, it takes time, but like in terms of like uh, just for job hunting itself, it, it gets me down. Like, you know, every time I, I work really hard for like a month, one and a half, two months, and then it get you know, overwhelmed, discouraged, and then I drop, drop off the earth and then <laughs> kind of mope for two and three months, kind of, you know, help myself slowly coming back up and then keep moving again. So that, that was my cycle for the, you know, I think for 2021 that I, I observed. <laughs> I think it's so important that we give ourselves permission to have those down phases, especially as driven people. We're always so hard on ourselves that we have to be these like efficient robots and to give ourselves that grace period to work on what we need to work on. It's really important. I do agree with that. And the thing is that I feel like society and sometimes our family just not giving us enough space to recoup from the uh, discouragement. Yes, we all know that, you know, we always need to have a bright spirit, keep being motivated and all that. But, you know, we're human. Life goes ups and down and we really should chill out on ourselves when totally. the society and, you know, sometimes people that are important to you may not necessarily let you chill out. So totally. I've learned that a hard way. So you have an interest in, is it 3D fashion design? Yes, it is. Tell me more. So I uh, have always wanted to be a fashion designer ever since I was uh, in fourth grade. Well, that, that started from a anime from Japan <laughs> about a uh, fashion designer. <laughs> I never been brave enough to pursue, really pursue what I really want. Last year, I saw this opportunity. I was I was... I was reading a lot of like, you know, fashion news and, and metaverse, uh, NFT, all these things come into my notice. And I look into 3D fashion design and there's a, a software that I'm very interested in. And for like, you know, for people who are like freelancers or for people who want to get into the, the field, I can try it out. So therefore, I just started to look into that. And I think I, I'm planning to start like, Basically, literally this month, I gave myself like three months in my new job, super focused. And then maybe, you know, when I get a really good result after three months for my new job and I can, I can chill out a little in my spare time, I can start a new hobby. 
how would you define curiosity? Like, how do you decide what to work on as a hobby and, you know, to work on several things at once or go all in on one thing? How, how do you measure your time and how you want to explore that curiosity? Oh, this is a really good topic. Um, I have always been a very, very curious person. And curiosity is my middle name. For me, is that uh, really depends on what I want the most. Like currently, I'm interested in uh, pottery, fashion design, uh, 3D fashion design, sewing, outdoor activity, and all that stuff. But what I really want, not just like, you know, uh, what I want the most, I think still fashion design. I want to, I, I've been thinking about it. I Last year, I was focusing on getting a job that I, you know, I want. So this year, I'm in my new job. I'm, I work really hard, um, you know, to get myself into the mode. And I think I'm right now I can have more spare time than this is the one thing that I want the most. So, and also will benefit me in the long run. So I think eventually I do want to start my own fashion brand. I don't know when, That's I don't know exactly if that's going to happen, but yeah, but at least right now I want it. So I want it and this satisfy my curiosity, then I shall do it. That's so cool. And I feel like we all go through chapters in life. What chapter would you say that you're in right now? What's the theme of your current life chapter? I feel like current life chapter is just be myself and be brave. Um, mm. I've been through uh, growing up as uh, growing in China. And even though I'm very different from, you know, traditional uh, Chinese value that people want a girl to be or like a Chinese person to be, I still, uh, what's I call, get under the pressure for, you know, from the society, from parents, like you gotta get a, you have to have a stable job. You gotta be able to support yourself. So that is ingrained in my mind. I don't think I can ever like just quit cold turkey and start a fashion business. That's not going to happen for me. Uh, financial stability is always very important to me. I need to be financially independent to feel safe. That's my safety net for myself. And then, but, but, I, but for now, I feel like at this stage, I'm financially stable. And I, uh, career-wise, in my marketing career, I think I'm in a really good place. I learn fast and I, um, I know my skill. I really do well at my field. I just putting it off for so long for the things yeah. that I wanted to do the most in my life for, I don't know, for like 20 something years. And, you know, what if I die next tomorrow? What if I die yeah. next month? I want to know before I die that at least I try. Even if I, at, even at the end, if I, I spend like one year, two year, three year, 10 years doing it, and I decided, hey, I don't want it. I don't want to do it. That's fine. But at least I, I try it. I, I did it, you know? So I, I feel like at this stage of my life, it's just to live my life how I want it, how I always picture it to be. But step by step, you know, not too ambitious. I have ambitious goal, but little by little, I'll get there. And one of my favorite things, characteristics about you meeting you is just how vibrant you are. And you're this lover of people. Have you always been that way? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I'm the only child. Give me a little bit of background of me. <laughs> I'm the only child. I have no siblings. People that I, I, I met and I deem 
you know, close to me, they are my siblings. I choose my own siblings. I may not ever understand like the feeling of having a sibling, like blood sibling, but for me, close friends are the are the best thing I've ever had. Because I, I I love my parents, but they're not the most supportive people in the whole world. But my friends are, and mm-hmm. without without them, I I really can't do a lot. Like it can't be myself. And they encourage me to to be myself and to kind of support me emotionally. Sometimes they may not agree with the things that I do, but they are there for me. So funny thing. So one time, my my parents came over to see me. So I took them to Key West, and right. we uh, in the morning we got out of the hotel. My parents were grabbing breakfast, and I was I was walking down the st- downstairs, and I saw this lady was uh, reading this book by the pool, and I was like, oh. This book I was reading too, so I just walked over and talked to her for a little bit, and and then I walked back to my parents, and then we we just started to wander around in Key West. My dad looked at me and said, "You just like your grandmother, his mom." He said, "I was like what?" And my dad was like, "Your grandmother was like you, like she would talk to anybody, just about anybody, and she make friends everywhere, anywhere." And yeah. I think making friends, it makes me happy. I feel like I'm not alone as the only child. And also, it circle back to the curiosity part. Um, I think last time I talked to you, like I, I really love to talk to people, hear about their story, what they have, you know, what they've been through in life, you know, uh, the little funny things, sad things, happy things, angry things that they've been through. And I feel like even, I feel like kind of live their life a little bit. I'm only one person. So by making friends, being with people, uh, hearing their stories, I feel like I I experience a little bit of their lives, and that makes me happy. I'm not an actor; I can't do you know experience life through acting, but I can experience life through making friends and talking to people. I'm curious: Have you been on a podcast before? Never. This is that's why I was like when you asked me. Uh, would it be would it be any beneficial to you? I was like, yes, because it satisfied my curiosity, and this I, is such a fun experience. I'm really honored to be the first podcast you're on. I also think you should have a podcast because you love people. Have you ever thought about that? I thought about having a talking cooking show, like something like YouTube or something. Yeah, I had this friend from my for my. Uh, you know, uh, previous work and him and I would just keep, we would talk about food. We talk about philosophy. We talk about life. We talk about, you know, all kinds of stuff. He's like, yeah, we should have a show together. Like you cook and then we start talking to different people. We fun. I was like, that'd be nice. But the problem is I, I'm camera shy. I, I'm like, you know, you, you feel the personality through talking to me. But when I look in the camera, gone. The, yeah. camp, the person, the personality is gone. <laughs> but podcast is a good idea. I might. I, I mean, you're a lover of people and your energy and your personality is so infectious and energizing. I just, yeah, I think, I think it would be perfect for you. We have such a large community listening to the show. What's one thing that we could do as a community support to support and accelerate your success? I don't think about just my success. I think about for everybody, like just support the women in your life. Sorry, I, I, I'm just like, because I'm still in the Women History Month. And yeah. it, um, it got me all thinking about how we should, you know, be together to support each other. Not just, um, not just cis women, but trans women. And, you know, and also just about everybody in your life. 
No, I agree that I think it's really important, whoever you are and whoever you surround yourself by, to be someone who empowers and cheers someone else on and lifts them up rather than someone who feels the need to like clobber someone else in order to get ahead. There is yes. abundance in the world and to operate from a place of scarcity where you, you feel the need to clobber someone, it's just not cool. <laughs> I agree. And unnecessary, really. Yeah. You know, p- other people's success does not mean your failure. You lift people up and then people lift you back up or lift someone up, just pay it forward. I think I believe in that. I really totally. do. Totally agree. Well, I, I love to ask, what is your favorite mobile app or website? What's a go-to for you? Calm app. Yes. <laughs> you yes. see me like all bubbly and all everywhere. Like Calm app really helped me. I basically, I got it like during the pandemic, I got a, a free membership, like subscription from yeah. my, I think it was the American Express card. So I started using it. I really like it. I I like the the the... There's so many things. I love the sleep story. I think sleep story are the things that I use the most. You know, like you're a doll. You don't really don't get people read your sleeping story anymore. Right. But like, I like this sleep story. And this this one lady, this one lady, I think her name is Anna something. Her voice, just so calming. I just love hearing her voice. I just dripped off. Because sometimes like I would read, I would like, you know, think about things like, into the night when I'm supposed to go to sleep at 10. Yeah. But I really never go to sleep at 10. But I try. <laughs> but it really Same, helps by the way. Calm, calm my mind down. Yeah. We, we, we all try. Never hurt to try, right? Recently, I found an app called Yoga Wake Up, and I love it. Yoga Wake Up. Ooh. It's super random. Um, uh, what book do you recommend that we read? I have this book that it's one of my all-time favorite. Uh, it's called The Devil and the White City. It's a nonfiction book written in a fictional uh, way. And it's a two-story weaved together through time. The time is set in late 1800, the, the World Fair in Chicago and the H.H. Holmes uh, serial killer. Very Whoa. interesting. Very yes. scary. It's not that scary. I cannot no? do a horror story or thriller, but it's very, very interesting. It doesn't really have like a two graphic details of the murder or whatever, but it, it gives you like some kind of mystery into it. And you think about two actual events that weave into like kind of um, each other uh, during that time and it's written in a fictional way. It's just very fascinating. What is a piece of advice that you've gotten in your career that has really helped you? Oh, I really love this piece of advice. Um, It's from my former boss who hired me into my former position. And we kept in touch. We're really good friends. We would joke around. We would talk. I would ask him for advice. And that advice he gave me is to decide which path uh, works for you. Um, You know, whether it's starting something of your own or work for a company. You need to think about who you are, what lifestyle you want, and what motivates you at this current moment. If working in a set structure brings out the best of you professionally, then you should be working in an organization. And if creating your structure from scratch motivates you and inspires the best out of you, entrepreneurship is the way to go. And this may change in different stages of your life. And neither, neither one is better than the other. There's only the best path for you in the current stage of your life. So I think it's truly brilliant advice 
because I was talking to him about, you know, how I want to really start my own online. But the thing is, I do not have any uh, experience in fashion industry. And I talked to him. These are the words that he gave me and really thought about it. And for currently and probably for the next two, three, even five years, I think working in an organization, it's best for me to kind of have the structure, learn about the structure before I start my own. I love it. Processes and creating a really strong foundation for any project or company are essential to be able to maintain steam and streamline moving ahead. Because when you actually start a project versus in thinking about a project, actually doing the thing is really hard. Thinking about it yes. is really cool. And so the more mm-hmm. you can put together in in terms of processes and foundation, the easier it will be as you're executing. And I really believe in creating what I call effortless execution. It doesn't mean being mm-hmm. lazy and it doesn't mean automating things. It means how do I create the ecosystem of my project or my company in the way that is most enjoyable and energizing? So, yeah. Yes. Any last thoughts before we wrap up? Try to be who you are. Try to be brave. I think that's that's uh, from my experience because 100%. it's uh, it's hard to be brave and it's easy to say. Try, you know, one step at a time. We'll, we'll get, we'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll get to where we want to be, and we'll be who we want to be. Hundred percent. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Where can people connect with you? They can find me online. Actually, Instagram. I actually have two accounts. Well, more than two accounts, but <laughs> one is my personal. The other one is my uh, yoga teacher account. Oh, by the way, I got certified. Um, nice as a yoga teacher at the beginning of the pandemic. So I've been teaching online uh, every nice. Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. If you're interested, you can uh, DM me on my personal account or find uh, Ying Finds Yoga. I think that's the... And can you spell it for... Name. We'll also include it in the show notes, but can you spell both your accounts for everyone? The yoga teacher one, it's uh, Y-I-N-G-F-I-N-D-S. Y-O-G-A, Ying Finds Yoga. I may not have much on it, but I, sh- I have all the information on it. You can uh, go find it if you're interested. Let me know. I'll send you an invite link. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. To connect and collaborate with more amazing women in tech around the world, remember to go to womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Say hello on social, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, at Women in Tech Show. I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Hey, this is Yingping Xie from Ambi, a corporate disbursement platform. I'm based in West Palm Beach. You are listening to Women in Tech. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.